0: When we all face life decisions, we're often confronted with the same issues regardless on the type of decision we're making. Am I acting on real or factual information, or is this information false? Am I trying to solely benefit myself, or am I thinking of a larger group at hand? We explore a lot of these issues in this shorter episode of the Radio Paul podcast, Episode 36, A Needle in a Haystack. Let's join Radio Paul producer Doug Clane on why we should all take more shots.
1: Alabaster Flumenton They call me Alabaster Flumenton and the flu season has just begun Don't you wait, don't you wait Alabaster Flamington. alabaster flumington, Your patients all sing for you you wanna know what's obscene Not getting a flu vaccine What's your name, son? Alabaster flumington.
2: If you live in Chicago, you might have seen this video floating around It's from Northwestern children's practice and, as you can guess, they're trying to encourage people to get their influenza vaccinations. It's It's a lot like other online parody videos. You've got the music, everybody's dressed up like Hamilton characters, the writing is more than a little bit different from the original.
3: Number 3 Pray' Freya's gone this year, we're feeling really sawy, but you may just get a sticker in case you're feeling owie. Number four. There's so many of us for love and protection. You'll thank us after free season, you had this injection.
2: Okay, five. different might be a bit strong. So why is it that doctors, of all people, are having to advertise themselves like this? Advertise public health to people?
1: Medicine is, is more business-like every year. I mean, it's every year, it's, you, you've got to get better at selling yourself. That's Dr. Scott Goldstein, or... Alabaster Fluminton. That guy. We try and um, keep our communications with families kind of on the entertaining side. And it's because everybody needs to get their flu shot every year. It's kind of unique that way. It's the only shot that everybody's supposed to get every year. And you want to try and get it before flu season really starts. But... People usually aren't thinking about the flu in September, October, when they really should be getting their shots then. So it's just kind of a way to get them thinking about it.
2: Getting your flu shot, it's something that you should do every year, but a lot of people don't. Sometimes it's because they forget, but something that seems to be playing a part of it now, at least to some extent, is all the skepticism that's surrounding vaccines. Now when vaccines first started coming out for diseases like smallpox, people didn't just leap at the chance to get vaccinated. uh, Frequently, They were required by the government to be vaccinated. That's how we got rid of smallpox.
3: We don't have anybody on on the planet who's infected with smallpox right now.
2: That's Dr. Sarah Connolly, assistant professor at DePaul of Microbiology. I figured that since we're talking about science, well, it'd be good to hear from, you know, a scientist.
3: I think a lot of that has to do with a, a general population misunderstanding of the process of science. So, um, you may have heard when people say that a hypothesis can never be proven or a, a theory can never be proven and that's absolutely true that's how the scientific method works you can you can provide evidence to support a theory or to support a hypothesis but there only has to be one piece of contradictory evidence that would disprove something so it's you can disprove a hypothesis but you can never prove it that doesn't mean a hypothesis is worthless when you when you're supporting a hypothesis you're, you're saying that like all existing evidence supports that these vaccines are safe, or that these vaccines are effective. You've never proven, right? I guess it's it's the terminology in science, maybe, or it's just the approach of science. And it, it stems from the fact that scientists are skeptics.
2: Because of skepticism like this towards science, which, you know, don't get me wrong, like Sarah said, it's good to have skepticism in science. That's the point. But all of this second guessing about things that are really important, We're having some real issues from it now.
3: As long as your numbers are low enough that the percentage of vulnerable in the population is low enough, um, you're not going to have a public health problem. But once your percentage of vulnerable people becomes um, great enough, then you can get little outbreaks that occur, like little measles outbreaks.
2: Remember last year, there was this crazy high-profile outbreak of measles at Disney World. It spread to a bunch of states, and while a source was not identified, the CDC thinks it was probably because of an unvaccinated child. Now, California, like a lot of states, it had exemptions for people who didn't want their kids to get vaccinations. When someone isn't vaccinated, it creates a weakness in public health that can be exploited by disease. Not just for the person who isn't protected, but for everyone else around them, or even those who can't get the vaccination. And just for the record, this is how vaccination works.
3: If enough people get vaccinated, we have herd immunity so that there are some people in our population who can't be vaccinated. If they're immunodeficient or if they're very young, like like newborns. Um, so if enough of the population has been vaccinated, they end up protecting those folks who can't be vaccinated because the in order for an infection to spread, there needs to be a certain number of people who are vulnerable to that infection. And if you've got, say, 90% of the population who can't be infected with this virus, then the virus can't really perpetuate in just the 10% that remain. So the vaccination is to protect the individual who gets vaccinated, but as a result, it also protects those around that person.
2: Willful ignorance that a lot of Americans have a habit of showing, it isn't just relegated to getting your shots. There's plenty out there that they'd say, well, the science isn't in. Not to speak for media in general, but the media does tend to mess things up a bit when they're trying to represent these debates.
3: I mean, I think the prime one is climate change. Like, uh, when you see climate change debated on TV, you often see, like, one pro-climate change and one anti-climate change. And that doesn't represent the scientific arena, right? So I don't know what the numbers are. Maybe 99% of um, scientists would believe that climate change is happening. I mean, they even got me using the word believe here, right? If 99% of the scientists believe that climate change is is being caused by humans and 1% of them don't, it's not really fair to have a panel of one against one.
2: There's a lot of problems with the way that we learn and talk about science nowadays. It isn't all just that people are trying to cause problems and go against the system, or that things are always being misrepresented on TV. Part of it is that science is always changing. There's a lot of studies out there, and it's hard to know what to take seriously and what not to sometimes. It's easy for some of the more dangerous opinions of groups like anti vaxxers and climate change deniers to seem just as sound as something from, you know, from a research group at Harvard. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen an article one week that says if you eat chocolate, you drastically reduce your chance of heart attack. But then next week, oh, science says chocolate is dangerous and will give you cancer. The next week, it's only dark chocolate that reduces heart attacks, and milk chocolate is the cancer candy, and so on and on and on and on and on, and you're not sure what to trust. But now we've got to be able to tell when something is truly credible, and when the science is really out on it.
3: I think when people read that and they see those contradictory results coming out, they just sort of throw their hands up and say, well, science doesn't know what they're doing anyways. And that opens the door for the websites that tell you that vaccines cause autism, or whatever it is, that, that climate change isn't real. When we first start studying science and we learn this list of facts, science seems very concrete. There are right answers to all of your science questions in your general biology exam, right? It, there's there's no opinion. It's like, a, an ant- is this a protein? Yes, that's a protein. So there's true and false answers to that test. But then, when you get more into science and you get to upper level stuff you you hopefully start to see that science is still evolving and changing and that it's okay to have revisions
2: so yeah it's tough you're not in middle school anymore and we can't always definitively say this is for sure what is going on in the world but when we've got overwhelming scientific evidence of things that are vital to well the security of the human race, it sounds kind of dramatic, but you gotta admit, it's pretty accurate here. When we hear that, let's not look at the first person we find saying something else. When you see a congressman bring a snowball into Congress as proof that climate change isn't real, let's steer away from that. Now, maybe until we all start listening to scientists when we cross that threshold, until then, we could listen to, well, I kind of feel weird saying this, but maybe we can all listen to Alabaster Flumington.
1: A flu what's name, son? Alabaster Flumington. Yeah,
2: that guy.
0: He seems to know what's up. On behalf of my fellow producer, Doug Klain, and myself, Joe D'Amico, thank you all for listening to episode 36 of the Radio DePaul podcast, A Needle in a Haystack. We would like to thank Dr. Sarah Connolly, Dr. Scott Goldstein, as well as the staff of Northwestern Children's Practice for their contribution to this episode. Check us out next Monday, October 17th, as we explore what it's like for someone to be caught red-handed or, more literally, caught with their pants down. This episode of the Radio to Paul podcast was brought to you in part by Radio to Paul, Chicago's college connection.